1: And welcome, you have tuned in to episode number 417 of Linux in the Hamshag, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. And this is our short topics episode, so we're glad you could join us for that tonight. And it's a kind of special episode because we actually have a little bit of uh, a guest problem. We have have pests who have arrived and they won't leave, (laughs) at least... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at least not yet, but <laughs> we're going to see what we can do about that tomorrow. But let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. I'm Russ K5TUX.
2: I'm Cheryl W5MOO, and I'm Bill ne 4rd
1: And if Bill sounds at all different, it's because he is sitting four feet across the table from me. He's actually here in the house for the very first time ever. I was trying to think back actually to remember if any Linux in the Hamshack podcast had any uh, had the co-hosts together, and I don't think that's ever happened until today. I I don't think I ever... Well,
2: no, we've done it from Hamvention together.
1: Yes. Well, that's true. Uh, Yeah. But never from the studio. Never from the studio together. Never from here, yeah. Not not even with Richard. I never did it with him in the same place. So, Yeah kind of a first I guess
3: yeah
1: and we also have a live studio audience sort of
2: uh. okay. <laughs> yeah. yes. he's buried under dogs <sighs> on the couch oh no he's in there Never mind. yeah
1: <laughs> uh. Tony K4XSS decided to uh, grace us with his presence and he's uh, in the other room gloating as the Atlanta Braves beat the Cardinals. Although that could have switched by now. I don't know. I'm not really paying attention to the game, but uh, <laughs> it's cool to have Bill and Tony here live in the house and uh, rather than waste any more of our time, we or your time, <laughs> we're not wasting our time. We're just having a good time. <laughs> um we should probably dive into it and talk about our short topics. And the first short topic we mentioned is the sort of big topic that comes up this time of year, every year in the ham radio world. And that is the ARRL field day. The, the one day, well, except for Bill says you have to do sweepstakes too. But <laughs> <laughs> um, the one day you should you should get out and operate, especially like go to a field day site and do some uh, mobile ops and some uh, emergency power op and, and all that kind of thing. And, uh, Billy, you actually put some notes in here, so I'm just going to let you uh, yeah, do what you want, because cause I just put field day down. <laughs> I,
3: I, yeah, I, just... I figured at least we could throw in the date and stuff like that, just in case, you know, this coming up weekend is not good enough for you. And, of course, is always the fourth weekend in June. Field day uh, runs from uh, 1800 UTC Saturday, uh, June 26th to uh, 2059 UTC Sunday, that's June 27th. And, uh, yeah, it's your favorite contest. It's, well, it's not a contest, but it is a contest. It's one of those, it's special, the uncontest. It's the uncontest contest. Uh, we all treat it like contest from, uh, you know, a contester's perspective because, hey, there's points. If there's points to be gained, it's a contest. And, of course, your objective in field day is to, you know, try to be portable, but of course, contact as many stations as possible uh, on 160 through 10, no warp, no 60 meters. Um, and as well, you can get a bonus station on VHF, run six meters. When of course, this is the great time to be on six meters. As I'm I'm looking at the band scope there across the, the hall, it looks like there's a it's couple a, of stations. It
1: finally died, but there's a little bit of a blip yeah, here in there. So. A, couple
3: of, a couple of faint blips working there on six meters uh, here in Missouri as we are talking right now. And, of course, that field day is open to all amateurs. You do not have to go out and be portable in order to participate. You can do this from your home station. Uh, please go onto the uh, AWRL website and check all the rules as they have been uh, uh, modified slightly for, of course, COVID times. And I believe they're still under those same rules. So there are some uh, some, some changes. And uh, uh, if you're a if you're a good, smart club putting together a, a, a big contestation and whatnot, you've already kind of gone through all the bonus points. I mean, there's a bunch of points you can earn right out of the gate just by uh, doing some very simple things like. Sending a press release out and you know telling people about your event. Hey, you know, so uh, so go ahead and do that. Uh, Field day is, is a great uh, event. It's also a good event if you're not under any COVID restrictions locally uh, to uh, to try to recruit people to come out and get on that go, go get on the air station your go to station which you get extra points from. And as a, as a representative of the K2BSA, I must say you want to get those scouts out there running that go to station. This is a great prep for them for uh, Jamboree on the Air, and also uh, for that Radio Merit badge. So, uh, yeah, get get people involved in that good on the air station. Don't just do FTA. Get them on the microphone. Um, you know, hey, if you can get them banging a key, that's even better, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, but enough about Field Day. Let's uh, let's move on from that.
1: All right. Let's talk about some more amateur radio stuff, though, now that we've got the big topic out of the way. First one here is nominees for the ARRL director, vice director, solicited in five divisions. And uh, one of those divisions is interesting because there's a call sign there that's very close to a call sign from a guy <laughs> who's in my club, but <laughs> it's uh, not that guy. <laughs> uh, so, full ARRL members in the Central, Hudson, New England, Northwestern, and Roanoke divisions will have the opportunity this year to choose a director and vice director for three year terms beginning on January 1st, 2022. It's weird to be saying dates like 2022, since we kind of skipped over a year. <laughs> <laughs> the AWRL is now seeking eligible nominees for these positions. These could include incumbents or new candidates. It takes 10 full members in a division to nominate a candidate for either office. The incumbent directors and vice directors, respectively, in the five divisions in which elections will be held this year, or in the central division, we have Kermit Carlson, Whiskey 9 Kilo Alpha, X- uh, X-Ray Alpha. Alpha, yep, let's see, Glasses. Clean those glasses off. Please. Yep. Or blow the text up a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> I'm already at 200% captain. I don't think I could go any higher. <laughs> she won't take it. <laughs> uh, and Carl Lutzelschwab, Kilo 9 Lima Alpha. We have the Hudson area, or the Hudson section. We have Area Hiram. Division. These are all the divisions. divisions. Yeah. Sorry. Section, division, whatever. You know, one of one of those uh, <laughs> nomenclatures of uh, division or, of, uh, yeah, whatever. It's division. Uh, Rhea Hiram, November two Romeo Juliet, and Bill Hudzik, whiskey two uniform uh, Delta Tango, in the New England section. Fred Hopengarden, Kilo one Victor Romeo, and uh, the guy in the clip My Club is, is Sunny, and his call sign is Kilo one Victor Oscar Romeo. But <laughs> uh, and Phil Temple's Kilo nine Hotel India. Uh, in the Northwest Division, we have Mike Ritz, Whiskey 7, Victor Oscar, and Mark Tharp, Hilo Bravo 7, Hotel Delta, X-Ray, Hot DX. <laughs> 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 and uh, in the Roanoke Division section, which was Division, right? That's what he said. Division, yep. yeah. Bud Hippesley, Whiskey 2 Romeo Uniform, and Bill Maureen, November 2, Charlie, Oscar, Papa. And to Cop. And to Cop, yep. And there you go.
3: Yeah, so those are all your incumbents if uh, you're interested in, in those divisions and want to uh, want to pay, possibly run for, uh, run for a director or vice director chair. Now is the time to get 10 of your closest ARRL member friends in the same division to uh, sign off on you being that person. And uh, throw, your, throw your name in the hat or in the ring.
1: In so the hat, in, for, in the ring, for something like that. Yeah. Throw it, throw it in the ring for the section. No, it's no. Throw, it, throw it in the hat for the division.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so
3: uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, that's that's uh, big stuff. And I, it was just, it, yeah, it wasn't too long ago that these, these, this group of officers was just brought in. I mean, three years ago, since we had COVID, in the middle of all of this that wiped out our memory for the last uh, 18 months plus some. uh Yeah, it almost seems like yesterday we were just talking about Ria and and uh and mike and and these guys getting uh all getting elected you know guys and gals <laughs> getting elected uh to office and uh yeah so if uh, you're not uh happy with the changes and um the transparency of the club or of the uh of the the league the league, league. yeah i'm, the not, not section club, I'm league, not, yeah <laughs> yeah so this is a time to to you know put your money where your mouth is or go away and stay on Reddit trolling or something like that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good. So be a part of that if those are
1: the divisions that you are a part of and uh, nominate and or vote for the people who might represent you in those places. And let's see if we can bring Cheryl in here. This is kind of a long story. So let's see if we can get her to uh, <laughs> yeah run, run out of breath on this one because Bill, again, doesn't know how to edit yeah, I did take some off of this. One. <laughs> oh, you rare. actually did cut this one down? Okay. Yeah, I
3: left a note on it that says reduce.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let Cheryl take it away anyway. Hopefully you can get through it without, uh, you know, an oxygen
2: tank. <laughs> okay, I don't even know where I'm at right now because I've been doing other stuff. It's, nah. it's the
1: What is Ultra Wide Band. Gotcha. All right. Great. Did you find it?
2: Yeah. Okay. can't yeah. miss it because it takes up 14 pages. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, fine. All right, <laughs> so, so
1: strap in, here we go. Yeah,
2: strap in, here we go. So our next topic is what is ultra wideband? So if you've been following the world of mobile phone technology of late, you may be aware that Apple's latest iPhones and AirTag locator tags bring something new to the platform. Ultra wideband radios are the new hotness when it comes to cell phones. So just what are they and what's in it for those of us who experiment with these things? Ultra-wideband, in this context, refers to radio signals with a very high bandwidth of over 500 megahertz and a very low overall power density spread over that spectrum. Transmissions are encoded not by modulation of discrete frequency carriers, as they would be in a conventional radio system, but by the emission of wideband pulses of RF energy across the bandwidth. It can exist across the same unlicensed spectrum as narrower bandwidth channelized services, and that huge bandwidth gives it an extremely high short-range data transfer bandwidth capability. Bleh. Alrighty then. The chipsets used by consumer devices use a range of UWB channels, between about 3.5 and 6.5 gigahertz, in which, in radio terms, is an immense quality of spectrum. Excuse me, Qu- quantity. Yeah, yeah, of spectrum.
1: see, Bill cut this one down. He, he yeah, make a point of saying
3: that.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, it yeah. could have
3: been longer. <laughs>
2: it, yeah, it's just 14 pages long. Yeah, so. Yeah, the real trick is up the sleeve for the UWB comes not in its data transfer capabilities, but in location services, because it allows the synthesis of extremely short RF pulses on the order of a fraction of a nanosecond by combining frequencies across that wide bandwidth. These pulses can be used for extremely accurate time-of-flight measurements between the transmitter and receiver, allowing for the distance of between them, to be determined to an accuracy of a few centimeters. In a system such as Apple AirTags, where tags likely likely to have visibility to more than one UWB-equipped Apple product, it can then be used for triangulation with several sources, and thus for accurate 2D and 3D positioning. Happily, this technology is not just for mobile phone manufacturers. And since commercially available UWB chips have now been on the market for quite a few years, there are now development boards that can be had for affordable prices and this information came from Hackaday. yeah,
3: I'm sorry for the length of that, but uh, it was it was really an interesting read and uh, obviously the stuff I cut out was uh, was pretty good as well <laughs> so I would definitely uh, I would definitely uh, check this out and uh, uh, the stuff that's in there like uh, it's like Ally Express. <laughs> nice your, your favorite place to buy random stuff from uh china from yeah. china yeah china. Yeah. I'm Chinese. yeah so yeah, uh, yeah so uh, <laughs> you can you can start getting involved in doing uh you know experimentation for as low as 20 dollars on aliexpress there you go all right <laughs> yeah russ gets
2: tired of all the aliexpress packages showing up here so because i buy stuff off aliexpress constantly so
1: <laughs> well wait a minute am I? A- Am I doing yours or mine? No, I think I'm doing mine. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. you're on yours. I'm on mine. In theory. In theory. <laughs> so, so moving on, we have Worldwide ISS SSTV, because we love acronyms, event coming June 21st through 26th. The ARIS team will be transmitting single sideband television images. Sistiva. ARIS and Sistiva. Yeah. Continuously from June 21st until June 26th, the images will be related to some of the amateur radio activities that have occurred on the space shuttle. Mir space station and the international space station. Oh, that was like a whole sentence. (laughs) Uh, Some amateur radio activities that have occurred on the space shuttle, Mir, and international space station. There we go. The scheduled start and stop times are Monday, June 21st. Setup is scheduled to begin at 0940 UTC. Transmission should start a little later. Saturday, June 26th. transmissions are scheduled to end by 18:30 UTC. The downlink frequency will be 145.800 MHz and the mode should be PD120. Those that recently missed the opportunity during the limited period of MAI tra- oh, my, or May <laughs> May I, May M- I transmissions, M- transmissions should have numerous chances over the 6-day period to capture many if not all 12 of the images. And that comes from the Ares Systeva blog. So, (laughs) sisterla, likey likey. So there you go. Do some SSTV work, and it's really easy. You can you can receive those things with any antenna setup. Really, it it really doesn't take much.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. That's really neat.
1: Because I've done it here with just my dipole or my vertical. I mean, you know, space. It's awesome. All right, so. Let's move on to some open source topics, and here's a, here's a pretty big one. We've, we've mentioned it before, but there's been an actual shift, so we'll let Bill run through it.
3: Yeah, and uh, the title here is Free Node is Dead, and, and, and in parentheses it should be As We Knew It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there were some global notices that were sent out over the last few uh, few days, uh, that gave us indication of exactly what's happening with the freenode IRC service that we've all been using for, uh, you know, LHS podcast and uh, ham radio and a bunch of a uh, bunch of other channels for open source. And you've been, if you've been looking at the news and following any of the open source news, a lot of these teams have been moving onto Libera Chat. And uh, so this is the notices that we received. If you were still connected to freenode this past week. Uh, starting with the first global notice that says we are moving past legacy free node to a new fork. The new free node is launched. You will slowly be disconnected, and when you reconnect, you will be on the new free node. We patiently await to welcome you in free nodes. In sorry, in, you and freedoms holdout uh, hyphen the free node. It's so free. And uh, <laughs> see, the second notice came out and it said, uh, if you're looking to connect now, you can already. It's uh, slash server chat, Freenode, blah, blah, blah. I don't care about that. It's a new genesis for a new era. Thank you for using Freenode and Hello World from the future. Freenode is IRC. Freenode is FOSS. F- Freedom is... Uh, Freenode is Freedom. And finally, when you connect, register your nickname and your channel and get started. It's a new world. We're so happy to welcome you to... And the millions of others. We will be posting more information in the coming days on our website and Twitter. Otherwise, see you on the other side. And all this was shared to Hacker News because a lot of people were shadow banned and banned and kicked out and stuff like that. <laughs> of any, uh, uh, maybe uh, fame or maybe notoriety is the correct term for some of them uh, that got banned. Uh, but uh, yeah, I saw the same thing and all of a sudden I can no longer authenticate with Freenode, so I'm just in as uh, as a new user. So fortunately, we have... Uh, we have, as a LHS podcast, already registered over on Libera Chat, and we have the uh, Octothorpe LHS podcast. So uh, we're going to have to have those sh- end, of, end of notes, end of show note thing uh, updated again <laughs> 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 to update. Uh, it'll be like uh, uh, over on the... Libera chat, you know, it'd be like yeah, all I'll just have her read the whole thing. I, th- I think she'll be all right with it. So <laughs> just insert that or just have you say it. Libera chat.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could do that, that'd
3: make it weird. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, if you've been a user of uh, of Freenode and maybe haven't connected in a while, your NIC no longer exists in the Nixerve database. So, doing any kind of authentication or anything else with the Nixerve will that work for you. So uh, continue on, Soldier, and uh, maybe skip Freenode as an auto-connect.
1: Yep, fair enough. And, of course, we'll link uh, Li- library Chat over to Discord and everything to we get through all that. Or we may just uh, be done with IRC. Who knows? <laughs> I- I've always wanted to run my own IRC server, but it ca- hardly seems like there's a point to it anymore. No, not
3: really. Yeah. It's better to be where a bunch of people are already connecting than to be just standing out on your own. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And, uh, we have two more stories in our open source topics for tonight. And one of them is really long. So we're going to let Bill have that one too, <laughs> because again, can't edit. Um, Oh, which one? They're both long. Well, no, the second one's really long. <laughs> right, so, <laughs> Okay, fine. I'll
3: just do
1: them all. I'll I'll do this one. Okay. You do this one. Uh, open source is a community, not a brand is the title of this. Now that says SD times. Is that San Diego times? Is that like? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's no longer a question of why you should use open source. The tables have turned and businesses are asking themselves, why aren't they using open source?
3: But an even bigger software development times. Sorry.
1: Oh, software development times. Okay. I didn't, uh, yeah, I think. Okay. Yes. That's why you shouldn't abbreviate.
3: Sorry. Well that's what now that's that's their logo. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay.
1: It's the sd st- times. times the the st- yeah. times. It could be yeah.
3: South Dakota times, right? <laughs> Well
1: that's true. Could be yeah, it could be a lot of things. So
3: South Dakota division. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, where the hell was I? Uh, an even bigger question has been left unanswered, and that is, how are they using open source? Are they staying true to the open source meaning? As open source has become increasingly more popular, companies have begun to adopt open source for the brand, but then try to go against the purpose of open source, according to Gordon Half, a technology evangelist at open source company Red Hat. does uh, anybody doesn't know that Red Hat's an open source company? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, He says, quote, I've definitely been on a lot of calls where one of the first things I'll ask business leaders is why do you want to be open source? And often the answer is because our customers seem to like that. But we don't want Amazon to compete with us. We don't want someone else to compete with us. We want to be able to maintain some proprietary parts of our software. Open source source itself has never gotten away from its meaning, according to Vicky Brassure, author of the book Forge Your Future with Open Source. The problem, she said, is that people haven't bothered to learn or understand what the true meaning of open source is. They make up their own definitions of open source or they do it via the telephone game. And so the definition they're working under is in no way related to what it actually is, quote unquote. According to Brasseur, the open source initiative defined open source over 20 years ago. And that is the one true meaning that there is.
3: So. There you go. Yeah, it was an interesting interesting article. Um, Again, there's more context in the rest of the article. We chop it down for brevity (laughs) and also so we don't get, like, canceled or something like that. (laughs) Cancel culture. No! (laughs) No, absolutely not. So the last one in the open source segment, of course, is a long one, and I thought this was kind of humorous, so I wanted to include it. Um, This came from... uh, Let's see, I'll scroll to the bottom, which takes about five hours here. So yeah, we're including this because it is fun and interesting, and uh, this came to us from Matt Rickard's blog. So I mean, I don't know who Matt Rickard is, but uh, anyway, he, he found—he's the a, a guy with the blog. He's the guy with the blog. So he is the the man with the blog. So uh, so yeah, and he has a thing here called six open source licenses that you shouldn't use or should not use. Many of us have copied and pasted MIT, Apache 2, or GPL license to a newly created open-source project without thinking twice. However, there are some engineers who have had more specific thoughts on how they wanted their software to be used. Hence these six licenses, some of which I have not heard of. The first one is called DNR license. It's the Death and Repudiation License. And this basically is, engineers are dying to use this license, literally. The death and repudiation license says that no living beings may use this software. Even ghosts and angels are not safe from this extreme license. This license does specify that the software may not be used directly by any living being. So you might be able to safely incorporate it into an automated deployment script. So there you go. There's your Eula for that one. Now we have the chicken dance license. And uh, let's see, the chicken dance license for the, uh, the chicken dance for the uninitiated, uh, the chicken dance license, the CDL, which sounds like the common desktop yes. license, <laughs> <or> common <laughs> desktop, CD, what is it, CD, CD, okay. common desktop interface, CDI? CDE? CDE, common desktop environment. Yes, from the old, uh, from the, the old solaris, solaris days. Solaris days, yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, okay, so here we go. The, the chicken dance license is interesting because the restrictions increase with the usage of the software. Uh user must perform the chicken dance two minutes for every thousand units of software distributed. Anyway, uh for over twenty thousand two yeah, twenty thousand twenty thousand units distributed, the user needs to record themselves and submit the video to the owners of the repository. There are also some other random restrictions such as restricting any employees or people affiliated with the product from saying can you even say that? Gazor Gazornplatz? Gonzorin So there you go, Uh, which which apparently is one of the random words typed by a monkey that was otherwise showing promise in an experiment to prove the infinite monkey theorem. Interesting. YOLO license. Because you only license once. (laughs) The the YOLO license looks like something a Markov chain text generator would spit out. You know, it's official when the license is written in all caps and contains legal jargon like tort. It's unclear how you comply with the license fully, but it seems like even putting any sort of consideration into compliance would be a violation of the YOLO spirit. <laughs> the hot potato license. I like this one. This is my favorite. Sorry, legally I can't fix my bugs. The hot potato license, HPL, allows anyone to make changes, but only the last person to change the software gets all rights to the code. So here you go. Hot potato. <laughs> <laughs> the WFTPL version 2, because we have to have versions, I actually remember reading an internal thread at Google about this license while the spirit of the license seems clear it hasn't been tested in court yet for this reason it's suggested that you just use MIT license instead despite how the appealing how uh, despite how appealing the wording of this one might be Yeah, I have no idea what that
1: one is. Yeah, and it's not exactly specified there either. So, And we also have this one we have heard about before, though. We have talked about it, actually.
3: Yeah, Yeah. you want to read that
1: one? Sure. Beerware. Yay! To whomst beer createth value, beer transferth value. To a maintainer of an open source project, the only thing more valuable than a contribution is free beer. This license lets users use the software for any purpose, with the only restriction that if you ever meet the author in person one day, you must buy them a beer in return. Before COVID-19, a clearly profitable strategy in engineering hubs.
2: <laughs>
3: so, yeah, very good. Well, yeah, so thank you, Matt, for putting this entertaining list together, and uh, hopefully you don't mind us sharing it. Thank you. Yep, yeah,
1: and if you do, well, it's already been. Yeah, it's on. too late. So. <laughs> should have, should have licensed your list. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on, uh, we have our Linux in the Ham Shack uh, topic, not top picks, <laughs> but it's uh, it's a good topic. It's WSJTX. There's actually a general release that has been released, and of course, as soon as that happened. There was a new release candidate, right? Because that's how software is. So <laughs> I'm pretty much, I'm pretty sure I'm still running the, the general availability release of 2.40 right now. Uh, it adds new Q65 mode functionality and decoder optimizations and repairs several defects and regressions discovered in the RC4, uh, and version 2.3.1, which after still running that, it's probably from the repo.
3: <laughs> um, Actually, I think two two one is still the one. Oh, answer. still 2.2.1? Two,
1: two, Holy yeah, crap. Yeah, that's yeah, really old now. Yep, sure is. Because they've come out with 2.5 release candidate one. And in this release, it's nearly identical to the general availability release of 2.4.0. The Q65 decoder has been enhanced to measure and compensate for linear frequency drift in Q65 signals. In addition, the Windows installation packet, Windows Boo, uh, has now (laughs) includes 3.0 of application MAP65, which has Q65 support to match and improve on its existing JT65 capabilities. The following notable defect and regression repairs are included. FST4W mode no longer saves WAV files when menu save none is checked. So, there you go. One one big fix.
3: Yeah, they had, to, they had to get that general availability out, and I think it came out right at the end of May. And, of course, we skipped a couple shows, so we didn't pass that on as news. so you probably already have it installed because your RC copy would have expired by now. <laughs> Unless
1: you're uh, Ted, <laughs> who is running two one two, which I don't think I've been running since, like, 2019 or something. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, some of the repos are quite old, so... But you know what? If you're still using it, you're using it. So there you go. And is Is there any, no, no more blips over there on six meters. It looks pretty dead. Yeah, it's gone to sleep, I think. Yeah, I think so. Oh well, it'll be, it'll be wide open again tomorrow. I'm quite sure. So, all right. Well, that brings us down to the end of our short topics for the evening. And uh, that means that we'll have Cheryl unmute herself, uh, as we often do, when she's uh, over there Facebooking or whatever. <laughs> or, uh, well, no, she said she was working on her recipe.
2: Yeah.
1: Which um, which you shouldn't say, because this episode actually came out after you did your recipe. Well,
2: yes, I know. It's because you guys do this backwards to me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But be that as it may, we do have a social media roundup and we do have folks who support the show by uh, financial means or by listening or by joining us on our social media platforms and interacting with us in that very uh, favorable way. So we like to recognize those folks who are part of our social media community. And Cheryl is going to tell you all about who the the new folks uh, and our financial supporters are
2: right now. Yes. For our Patreons, we have Jim Lawson, Patrick Ang, Douglas Shock, Eric Guth, Brandon Rosak, John Spriggs, Robert Lewis, Robert Pitts, Douglas Rutter, David Jakeway, Darren King, Cubicle Nate, Erna Castellus, Samuel Vimes, Peter Caffrey, Richard Gordon, Paul Griffith, Jonas Rulo, Donald Gever, Herb Garcia, Steve Saner, Steve Metcalf, William Heckelman, Randolph Smith, and Andy Webster. For our subscriptions, we have Chris DeLuca, Andy Cowley, Eric Muller, Curl backs, Curl, wow, Carl Backus. Hey, Curl. Curl, yeah. meet you, hey, Curl. Curl. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Backus, Isaac Gear, Thomas Foy, Michael Burdat, Kevin Ivy, Tony Coberly, Ronald Ikey, Johnny Kinsey, Peter Spots, Fred Cole, Bill Piotr, Jeffrey Boris, Robert Halliday, Wayne Hale, John Clark, Steve Hepler, Michael Jopling, Roger Pereira, Howard Dittmer, Todd Bowers, Michael Carey, A. Taylor, Dylan Engel, Jim McKenzie, Phil Collins, Robert Black, Darren King, Randolph Smith, Robert Yerkie, Steve Biella, Alan Wilson, Mark Farrell, and Jeff Zimmerman. We didn't have anybody join us on Facebook this time. For Twitter, we had at VA3AGV, at Aaron O, uh, or excuse me, Aaron Olivia's or Olivia Rez? Yeah, something like that.
1: I believe that's Olivares.
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah. And at Buzz Cobb. on YouTube, we had Richard Truran. Is that correct? Truran?
1: Don't look or at did me. Do I look like Richard truran?
2: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, I do not know if there was an N that should be there. So no, it's probably just, like Richard
1: Trurin or Richard Truran. Right, right. Yeah. okay, so. okay.
2: All right, Richard Trurin, Joseph Bertie, Walt Wilson, Jacob X, Robert Lamb, and Javier Moreno. Jim Javier? Behavior. Javier. Yeah, I, 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 Javier. Well, see, but. Moreno. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Javier Moreno. Yes. Yeah. yeah
2: they could there could be other ways i've it could, seen
1: it could be Javere, sure It could be like middle eastern right I, right
2: yeah <laughs> I've, I've seen stranger things trust me that's the reason why i say i'm going to butcher your name just cope and deal so on discord we have casey 0 rel j phoebus and dsh1705 and there were no people on the mailing list because I think Russ is still working still on that. Still working on it, yep. Yep, and there were no merchandise sales, so.
1: Yep, well, there we go. That brings us down to the end of our program for tonight. So thanks, everybody, who was here listening. And uh, thanks to our live studio audience. Uh, we're we're all, like, waving at, uh, at Tony in the other room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Yeah, through the walls and everything. everything,
1: assuming he's not asleep, yeah. But he's
2: probably buried under a pile of dogs, <laughs> he, right he now. might very
1: well be. And that's the, there are worse places to be, I guess. Yeah, but before we get on out of here on this particular episode of the show, we'll mention the folks who are uh who are with us tonight, uh, both live and like live. Live, <laughs> uh, we had Don KC9ZMY, Tony K4XSS once again in the other room, uh. Did the the Braves win yet? (laughs) Uh, Ted, WA0EIR, Dan, KB6NU, Dan, KF5TQN, and Don, KB2YSI. So thanks, everybody, for tuning into the show. We uh, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned a little something, and we hope you come back for the next one. And uh, that will be our deep dive. We really appreciate everybody uh, listening to the show and supporting us and sending us feedback. So if you have feedback you want to send, please do it. We take uh, all constructive criticism, good and bad. Uh, because we want to improve and we want to put out a good product and we hope you'll uh, let us know how we're doing. So with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode, number 417 of Linux in a Hamshack. I'm Russ, K5TUX.
2: I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73.
0: for listening to this episode of Linux in the Shack, LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The show is recorded live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at urlbctsinfo Live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page, at patreon.com stroke nhspodcast or by using the contribute list on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash Podcast on the Freenode network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at one nine zero nine lhs show That's one 547 7469 Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Become an ambassador